So I just uh, asked Danny to play a few notes, and uh, he improvised that little groove there. Uh, hello, Danny. How the hell are you? Hi, Richard. How you doing? Good. So tell me this. A lot of people think drummers just hit drums. You know, they just play anything that comes into their head, and, you know, what the hell, you're just hitting some drums, so it doesn't mean much. But there's a lot of technique, study, training, uh, mental activity, mathematical activity that's going on in your brain. Can you just talk a little bit about how a drummer thinks about improvisation? Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I was about to say, sure, everybody plays what just comes into their head, which in one way is kind of true on the surface. But uh, the reality is, you know, it's an instrument, obviously, you have to have a good feel and a good rhythm to it. It's all about rhythm to start with. And that rhythm could be very simple or it could be very complicated. You know, there are people who are not so schooled, who just can play a beat, you know, even from just growing up and banging on something, grab a pair of sticks and they can play a beat, and all of a sudden they can function in a band. But there is a certain method to the madness in a way. You have to be able to keep a good tempo. And then, of course, if you want to put a little more sensitivity into it and expand your palette in terms of the styles of music that you're playing, you obviously have to figure out some sort of a technique which will allow you to function in the, the music that you're hearing. I was lucky. Um, I studied uh, with one of the greatest improvisers on the drums. I still am studying with him. I've been around him for 35 years. That's J the great Joe Morello. And I'm sure most of the listeners know Joe, but uh, who Joe is. But Joe was the drummer with the Dave Brubeck Quartet for... 12 and a half years and played on the famous song Take Five. And he, in turn, studied with one of the greatest snare drummers in history in America, a guy named George Lawrence Stone, who had a specific technique on how to hold the sticks and how to play dynamics, which uh, translated into my way of playing. So as far as improvisation, I have a way of really controlling the sound. So I can play very soft, medium, and very loud, which then adds into the uh, improvisational parts. Can you give uh, the listeners a little example of your incredible facility with dynamics where you can go from a scale of 1 to 10 or however you would want to show it? And that's exactly what it is, and I know you're hearing this over the airwaves, but basically I'm hitting the drum from a different height each time I play. For example, I'm going to hit the drum from a very low, low height. I'm barely touching it. Now I'm going to slowly get louder just by raising the stick higher each time. Or the ra I'm playing with brushes, not sticks, but I'm, uh, these are wire brushes, and you can hear me get a little bit louder each time I hit the drum. And I'm not doing that by squeezing it harder or, like, whacking it harder. I'm hitting it from a higher starting position. So you're letting gravity do the work. That's exactly what it is. And that way, you know, you think drums would be the worst instrument because you'd have to squeeze it and whack it. And, and some drummers do get carpal tunnel syndrome and tendinitis. But the way I play through my studies with Joe, uh, the hand is very relaxed. And it's almost like, uh, like a piano lever striking, you know, the, the strings and then coming right back. So I take the tension out of the hands. And exactly, I let gravity do the work. I start high let the thing bounce, rebound right back, and makes it pretty easy. And that way I can improvise with a lot of different dynamics. So you'd rather have a piano drop at you from only a foot away than, than if somebody dropped it out of a window on top of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's the great. principle. Everybody got it. <laughs> now let's talk a little bit about uh, how a drummer would think about uh, improvising over a simple beat. Like, for instance, let's just assume that I'm playing... Show the listeners how you can subdivide that and make that stupid beat that I'm hitting groove. Sure. First, I'd start to lock into what you're playing. Then I'd start to subdivide it, maybe... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Just play Groove Us, baby. See, and he didn't confuse me. It was fabulous. <laughs> so, but that's how a drummer uh, can improvise. Now, another thing is, uh, I've talked to bass players about how they're improvising all the time. The drummer in the group uh, not only uh, controls the dynamics of the group and has to delineate the form of the song, but they're also kind of improvising all the time, aren't they? That's absolutely true. In fact, you know, the drummers. When I was growing up, there was sort of a uh, you know, how many in the band, you know, four musicians and a drummer, kind of like a little put down of the drummer because people just looked at the drummers and they just banged away. But in a way, uh, a case has been made that drummers make incredible producers, which they do, because the drums are really the center of the whole thing in terms of being able to shade the music. So you have to delineate when one part of the song, in other words, if the drummer plays a static beat where nothing changes, imagine that, you have nothing to, cha to show you where you, the beginning of the song is, where it ends, and how you get to the middle part, or any emotional stuff in there whatsoever. So if the drummer all of a sudden goes and da 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 da, and then goes down really soft, all of a sudden the music can have a completely different shade. But you do it either you know uh, in, slightly in a thought out way where you kind of know the song, or else you just respond to the music that's going on. And you're also reacting to the other guys in the band. Absolutely, and you can help them out in a way. That's one of the roles of the drummer is to you know allow them. If somebody's playing very, very complicated rhythms, the drummer can lighten it up and leave a lot of space. Or if somebody's playing whole notes, the drummer can fill it up to add a little bit of motion to it. Or if the tempo feels like it's pulling back, the drummer can give it a little bit of an edge and make the beat wider so that uh, you, know, you can either pull it back or push it forward. Now, the drum solo is a very, uh, it's like a big thing for the audience. It's a fun moment for the audience. They get really excited and they cheer and they go crazy. When you're when you're suddenly in the position where somebody turns and says, "Take it, Danny." Oh no! Uh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think, and how do you not only grab their attention but keep their attention and build them up to a, a fury of uh, moist passion? <laughs> Good question. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, for me personally, the the drum solos where I can be a little more ethereal and kind of just go a little bit slowly at first and kind of play a lot of cymbal colors and sounds. That's the thing that comes the most natural to me because I like to just kind of mess around and let one thing lead to another. However, when you're in a situation like that where it's an exciting moment and you're playing a fast song and now, okay, drum solo, if you let the energy drop, the thing falls in the toilet. But you don't want to just go crazy because then nothing happens because you're going crazy. So the, you know, after a minute or two, it's like how much more crazy can you go? So the idea is to come up with some sort of a theme that holds the audience's attention. And usually I try to come up with something that relates to the song that I just played. If for the most part, this is again talking predominantly in jazz, but uh, you know, you come up with some, if, it's, if there's a bass line going, doon, 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 okay, that gives me a theme to play with on the drums. Boom, 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 boom. And then I can improvise off of that theme. And then um, you know, I can take it somewhere else from there. Uh, also, I like playing with a lot of dynamics, so it's really kind of nice when uh, I have a, a possibility to just come down in terms of tempo and, and not lose the audience. When you're playing in front of 10,000 people, obviously a little snare drum roll is not going to translate. And that's mostly point and shoot anyway, where you just kind of, you know, go, you know, play something as musically as you can, but just try to, uh, to make it work for the music. So what I do is I usually have a theme to play from. I try to develop it. I try to, uh, for example, the thing I was just playing before, where I could take something, uh, keep the tempo. Okay. 
Now here, if I do a theme, ba ba ba, ba 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 ba. Now that way I could play that on the drums a million different ways. I was thinking that ba 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 da ba the whole time, but I went into triplets. So I could give it a lot of different degrees, and I could use a little bit of musicality and go and go real soft. You know, of course, a lot of the drummers here in Britain are masters of that. A lot of the rock and roll drummers, you know, John Bonham was a great drum solo player. Of course, Carl Palmer. You know, depending on the different genre that you would you would play in, but. Interesting. Well, I'm very proud of myself for uh, not uh, messing up my metronome for you, and uh, <laughs> that'll be it. Thank you.